All right, before I get to my next guest, Russ Holden, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Please, folks, go online and check them out at PositiveVibesGolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter, at PVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a very unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts. When you're out on the golf course, it's a great training aid because it gets you refocused to remember what you're doing out there anyway, right, which is having fun, being outdoors, being with your friends or family, right? It really kind of gets you back to if you if you've made a bad swing or whatever to remember to have fun, put positive thoughts back in your mind and enjoy today. Again, positivevibesgolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at pvibesgolf. I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus four technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under. I want to remind you about our friends over at Two Under, men's performance briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, which is another story. And your girlfriend and her wife is going to love the side effects, a visibly enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market. Use code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two, UNDR.com. All right, now back in making his sixth appearance with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Russ Holden. You've heard me talk about for years about the wonderful work that Russ does with his organization, Caddy for a Cure, which helps provide not only opportunities for our wounded service members to be caddies for a day with some of the top golfer, or golf, you know, uh, some of the top players on both the PGA and LPGA tours, but also gives the gift of you know life-changing events like houses for one of those service members that we happen to have uh, the wonderful privilege to have on the show with us a couple of years ago, and we'll revisit that story here in a minute. Russ is also a Class A uh, PGA professional and was the head golf professional at Woodfield Country Club in Boca Raton, Florida. He was there when uh, when he met uh, Bernard Longer and became his caddy from time to time from 1991 to 2006. Russ also served as the caddy captain for the 2004 European Ryder Cup team. Going back to his college days, he played golf at Malone University and he was an NAIA All-American back in 1980. He was named All-Mid-Ohio Conference in 80 and 81. He was the Mid-Ohio Conference MVP in 1981, and he was inducted into, into the Malone University Hall of Fame in 1994. He's a wonderful friend of the show and very excited he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Russ, how are you, my friend? Hey, good evening, Chris. It's uh, wonderful to be with you again. I did not realize this was our sixth time. Uh, uh, my, how time flies, and uh, always great to be with you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you, Russ. So before we get started talking about all the really great things that you're doing with Caddy for a Cure, I want to start by your daughter is a heck of a junior player. What a great swing 
She has. How are things going with Kayla? Things are going fantastic. Uh, as you may know, she's committed to uh, play golf uh, for the University of Tennessee, uh, Go Vols, and she'll be uh, starting up there uh, next year, 2020. She's got one more year to go here as her senior year uh, commences in just a couple of weeks. But uh, it's been a it's been a fun journey uh, watching her, uh, both as a golf professional and her coach, and as her dad. Uh, a, a little, a few gray hairs uh, here and there as her dad, but uh, it's all part of the process and all been good. And it's been great to watch her grow into a, a really excellent player. I'll tell you what, it's. Uh, don't tell anybody, but uh, it's any day now that uh, it, it's going to be really tough for me to continue to keep beating her. Uh, she's she's getting real close <laughs> to being able to beat old dad right now. <laughs> it, it, that's got to be tough for you, right? I mean, you know, your coach and dad, right? When it, I imagine it's got to be awfully tough for you when you're watching her out on the golf course. And I know you're caddy for her from time to time and that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm guessing you're, you know, just like any dad, you're living and dying with every shot. How do you separate the emotion of dad from coach? I haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, if you have a good answer for me, uh, I'd be uh, I'd be open for suggestions. Uh, it, you know, it, it's always about her, and and her attitude is so good. She tries really hard, and she's been a real trooper to uh, to work on all the things. Uh, she she's a. a, a a lover of the golf swing. She likes the game. She loves the golf swing. She likes studying the golf swing. And uh, she that's all she does is watch golf swing after golf swing. And, and, and she's really pretty sharp. She's actually a heck of a teacher in her own right. Uh, I know she, I love it when she has a look at me and, and offers suggestions to me. But, uh, you know, when she's out there on the golf course, I know she's trying her hardest. And, and uh, you know, that's all you can do is just root for her. And then, uh, you know, we, we've, we've had, uh, we've had work there both uh, from her uh, you know going to some professionals in that industry uh, as well as for me as a dad to to know when the right time is to you know do a debrief uh, after a round is over um, and and that's been a that's been a learning experience for me to be able to be the coach and you know want to sit down and do a debrief I do a factual blue angel style debrief on uh, what happened uh, and then there's dad and it's a girl uh, a little girl who's got a soft heart and being able to uh, address those uh, things in time. So that's been a learning process for us, and we're actually doing quite well with it now. So we're switching gears a little bit, and it's been a little while since I got to have you on the show. Catch us up. What's been going on with you and Caddy for a Cure so far this year? We're having a great year, uh, and we got uh, our biggest time of the year is actually coming up with the playoffs coming up. Uh, we got the Northern Trust next week. We've got John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Paul Casey, uh, possibly one other, and then the week after we've got uh, quite a lineup. We've got Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth uh, all going to participate with us. We've got uh, several wounded service members that are going to be uh, out there with us and uh, escorting some of our civilians who've made very plentiful donations to the multiple charities that we support. And uh, hey, it's the playoffs, so we're uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, to have the number one player in the world participating with us again. Uh, it, it's just great, and, and Jordan Spieth and his wonderful team to be able to step up. And, and Ricky Fowler is one of our biggest fans and, and supporters. He's been just fantastic to us. And, uh, you know, I think it's really a testimony to to 
how patriotic and, and, and how appreciative the, the PJ Tour and the PJ Tour players are uh, to military-type initiatives uh, like us. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this now for 16 years, and uh, it just never ceases to amaze me how these men and women will give up their day uh, and, 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 you know, bring someone inside the ropes like, like Chris and, and treat you to a really good time. Yeah, really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. And Russ, for for a listener who is not familiar yet with what Caddy for a Cure does, talk about the experience that you provide to our wounded service veterans and then for the person that actually goes online and bids for the opportunity to be Caddy for a day. Well, you know, just to back up just a little bit, Chris, on, on, on how this all really came about, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I was serving as the head professional at Woodfield Country Club here in Boca Raton, and one of the residents there happens to be a World Golf Hall of Fame member and two-time Masters champion, Bernhard Langer, and uh, we met and became good friends back in the mid-'80s that uh, continues on even till today, uh, and he asked me to come out and caddy for him as a fill-in basis back in the early-'90s, and I, I, I loved it. I was like a... As you mentioned, I had a, a, a fairly successful amateur career, and I thought I could play for a living, and I decided to, I like to eat on a regular basis, and it wasn't going to allow me to do that for playing for three years, so I, I wisely went into being a club pro. But uh, while I was serving at Woodfield Country Club, I was touched by a rare bone marrow disorder called Fanconi anemia. Um, one of my assistants had two children uh, that were like family to us that uh, were suffering from this lethal disease, and we wanted to do something about it. I didn't really have an idea what I was going to do, but when I started caddying for Bernhardt, like I said, I was a kid in a candy store. I was having the greatest time you know, of my golf life, being able to rub shoulders with Seve Ballesteros and Greg Norman and Jack Nicklaus and all the great players of that day. And uh, we had an idea uh, in 2001 when Bernhardt asked me to come caddy full-time to, you know, gosh, what would happen if Chris Mascaro would want to come inside the ropes and be able to caddy for a day? And uh, we went and laid out a business plan for the tour, and they gave us a a short leash and a thumbs up that first year, and uh, it was a huge success. We had guys like Bernhardt and Tom Lehman and Paul Azinger and Fred Couples and a bunch of big names, you know, kind of wrapped their arms around us and said, you know, we like what you're doing, and, and, and you know, we're going to help you out here a little bit, and got us off to a real good kickstart. And uh, here we are 16 years later offering the experience for any of your listeners to be able to come inside the ropes and caddy for a day uh, with one of the world's greatest players. Uh, we support many charities. Uh, we're aligned with Birdies for the Brave, which is a military outreach of the PJ Tour, started by Phil and Amy Mickelson back in 2005. Uh, we also help out the host site charity, so a little mini United Way, if you will, in a way, to help local charities uh, at each tour stop that we go to, as well as the Fanconi Anemia Research Fund, uh, among various other charities uh, of the Players' Choice and, and some other ones. But... Uh, it's really cool. You get to go inside the ropes. We treat you to a inside the tour look at at the world of golf, and you get to be a partner for the day uh, with one of the world's greatest players. And then, as you mentioned, we added the military initiative in, in 2007, and now for uh, 12 years have been offering gratis that opportunity for the uh, wounded service member to come and escort you. Uh, we take care of everything for them. We take care of their trip, fly them in, put them up, and uh, uh, really treat them to golf at its absolute highest levels and our our impetus is is that 
if the if the service member already plays golf uh, and they get introduced to it at the highest levels, hopefully it spurns them on to play even more. And if uh, we get a service member that, that doesn't play golf or is new to the game, uh, hopefully introducing them again to the highest levels of golf will spurn them on to, to play a little bit more golf. And we found it's uh, been immensely successful. It's uh, a golf fantasy, really, for them. And uh, really, it's just the beginning of our relationship with them. Uh, we've had hundreds and hundreds of uh, wounded service members come through our program now. And the caddy experience is really just the beginning. Uh, we stay in touch with them. We have an online golf academy that I've used my, my vast teaching experience to be able to uh, do that. We call it Operation Warrior Golf, and they're able to, through the V1 uh, Golf Academy, which uh, have, has so graciously given us access to this app, uh, that they can take a video of their golf swing from anywhere. Uh, as you mentioned, we do some other big events. We have our, our annual event in January where we bring a bunch of them in uh, for that, and then we have teaching seminars uh, all during in the year, uh, but the biggest thing is just us being in a position to use golf to wrap our arms around them, and, and we know what the therapeutic effects have been uh, on the game, and, and we've been really humbled and blessed to be able to be in this position to offer it to them. And Russ, it, it was exciting because a couple of years ago we got to speak with you and Marine oh. veteran Lyndon Ortiz, who you helped gift a mortgage-free house to through Caddy for a Cure and some of the other partners that you're working with. Remind our listeners about that and the, and the great work that you do beyond the Caddy opportunity for some of our wounded service me- uh, veterans. Yeah, that's really our. Uh, that's really probably one of the highlights, uh, you know. And even to this day, Lyndon is a very close personal friend, and uh, we check in on Lyndon all the time. And his two little girls and uh, lovely wife are, uh, you know, loving their home that they have in Orlando, Florida. And uh, it, it's really something to know how we were able to use caddying and and something that I really never in my wildest dreams ever imagined that I would do. I'd done everything in the golf business. Uh, you, you name it. I was bag boy. I was shop boy. I was merchandiser. I was, you know, pick the range. I did everything in the world of golf. I'd never caddied. And and it, it's so ironic that now we use caddying and the experience that I had with Bernhard to be able to be in this position. Uh, but the most important thing is, is that that family, the Ortiz family now is, is mortgage-free, safe, and sound in that home in Orlando. And to watch those little girls know that they have a safe place. Uh, it's right next to their elementary school where they go to school. And, and to, to watch the home be be styled in their fashion and, and know that they can get up every day and know that, 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 that they have a safe place. And uh, it's just been awesome. Uh, you know, we visit them and we've been to the house many times and, and to see them in their environment. They're so They send pictures all the time of changes that they make to the house and everything like that. And, you know, the, the next year we gave away a uh, uh, service dog to uh, uh, Sergeant, First Sergeant Randy Nance, who's a, a, a wounded Green Beret. And, uh, you know, we know that that service dog has, has changed Randy's life. Uh, he is in a position right now, an amputee, uh, gave his leg and uh, had some other fairly substantial injuries. And, uh, you know, his his whole life changed when, when he got the most beautiful dog, Eleanor, uh, from Positive Action in Orlando that uh, we were helped we were able to be a part of and coordinated and uh um, you know things like that just uh just don't really ever go away those are those are things that uh, both the ortiz family and nance family will now have for the rest of their lives so russ 
I, I got to imagine there are a lot of rewarding stories when you're talking to the veterans and, and a part of those events, whether it's on the golf course or things that you've done, uh, obviously away from the golf course. What are, what are some of the, the heartwarming stories that, uh, that those veterans have told you about the impact that Caddy for a Cure has had on them? Well, I, the one that comes to mind, we've had two, uh, but one of them that, that comes to mind was uh, we had an experience in uh, Memphis, ironically, last week was the, the Memphis St. Jude uh, uh, FedEx tournament. Uh, but we had a, a young man that came in, and a uh, uh, lo- lovely young man, uh, and this was early on in the days that we started the military thing. We do things a little bit differently now where we're really as a result of this one that uh, we, we really kind of command the bio and the background on, on every one of our wounded service members. But uh, he came in and uh, had a great time. Uh, it was hot, and he, he, he spent his time, and, you know, it was just another Caddy for a Cure experience that we love doing, and we did everything that we normally do. We didn't do anything more or anything less than we do for any other wounded service service member, but uh, he stayed with me, and uh, in the middle of the night, I had to get up and make a pit stop, and uh, I was fumbling around in the hotel room, and uh, out of the blue, the voice came up and said, go ahead, turn the light on, you know, if you're, if you need to get in there, and it scared the daylights out of me, and, you know, I asked him, I said, what are you doing, you know, and he said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just laying here, I said, well, why aren't you sleeping, he said, well, I don't sleep, he said, it's part of my, part of my problem with my PTS and my TBI, my traumatic brain injury, that my brain really doesn't ever shut down, and I just don't like taking the sleeping pills, so I won't sleep for three, four, five days at a time. And it just stunned me. It just absolutely stunned me. So I, I knew there was some pretty serious stuff going on, but he was so nice and so wonderful that uh, I really didn't think anything of it. And uh, we had uh, Lee Westwood uh, was our tour player, and uh, he was he's just a delightful guy. And uh, 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 Billy Foster was on the bag, and they treated him to a great time. And we had our civilian, and, you know, it's time to say goodbye. And, and uh, he was local, and, and I didn't know this until I learned it after the fact, but Lee thought so much of him that uh, this was in the old days when the Memphis tournament was right before the U.S. Open. He invited the service member back, and uh, uh, cleaned out his locker, gave gave everything because the major championship was the next week. He was going to get a whole new wardrobe and everything. And, and he said, "Bring your truck." And he uh, he basically filled him up with sweaters and hats and shirts and golf bags and balls and gloves and and everything uh, that he had with him. He basically gave it to the to the young man. And um, <laughs> the the chilling part of the whole thing was that this was when he came to do it. He had basically made up his mind that this was the last thing that he was going to do. Uh, he, he was having a real hard time uh, with life. Uh, he, he wanted to check out. And uh, he was going to do this, and, and he had made plans to, to take his life uh, on the way home. As a matter of fact, he was just going to uh, – he had said goodbye to his family. Uh, he's got a wife and some lovely children. And uh, uh, it was so touched by how the people in the world of golf and on the PJ Tour, the players, the caddies, uh, the, the volunteers, uh, the people with Caddy for a Cure, the civilian, that, that he was so overwhelmed that he had never seen anything like this in his life that how, how people could be so embracing to him and it changed his life and obviously he went back on Sunday and brought his, brought his wife back with him and uh, uh, it saved his life. He later told us that, uh, you know, the, the suicide was what he had on his mind. And uh, it, it was really chilling to me to know that 
we had been handed that baton, not knowing that the baton was in our hand and that, that this was, was what we'd been able to do. So, um, we know, we know, we know that golf is therapeutic. We know that golf works. We know that golf is great. Um, all of our listeners who are golfers, you know, all will say a hearty amen to that, that there's really not much to it. Whether you play great or you, you don't play so well, uh, being out on green grass, chasing a little white golf ball around with blue skies and all the intricacies that golf offers, um, it, it really is special and it really does make a big difference in some of these men and women who raise their right hand for us to be able to have the, the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy today. Wow. What an amazing story. I mean, you, you talked about, you know, a, a chilling story, but boy, that has got to be one of the greatest things that anyone could say to you about what impact you're having on their lives. You literally saved a man's life um, and gave him hope and, and you know, a, a reason to live, more reason to live on top of, you know, obviously his his wife and his children, but that restored his hope. How did that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm stunned by it. I, you know, this happened uh, quite a while ago, many years ago, and we're still very close to to, to the young man and his family. And uh, he went on to play a lot of golf and uh, actually has some some real big things that he's doing now in his life. And uh, you know, we're just we're just thrilled with that. And we had another situation that that uh, wasn't quite as stark, but it was the same net result. And uh, you know, the staggering statistic that's out there that's uh, you know I think it's 20 to 22 uh, service members a day take their own life and and that's just an incredible tragedy that uh is happening in our country right now that uh th- these are these are true heroes that 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 again raise their right hand for us to be able to sit here and and to allow that to happen um you know is is mind-boggling i don't know of anybody that i've ever spoken to that isn't just absolutely stunned by that statistic and and we need to do more and uh you know as a pj member now a life member of the pj of america um you know the work that pj hope is doing uh uh, you know, getting veterans into the game, you know, organizations like Caddy for a Cure, and there's so many great military initiatives out there that do so much. But, uh, you know, we're especially fond of anything that can get somebody out playing golf because it allows them to put away whatever it is that's bothering them, uh, the, the nightmares and the emotional trauma and the flashbacks. And we've seen it. We've seen it firsthand. We see it every week that uh, when they get out there, uh, it's not permanent, but uh, hey, it's something that that uh, I've seen it through the lens of the camera that I want to taking pictures, and I I've seen it in the smiles, uh, you know, when we're having dinner and we're we're meeting the best players in the world, and we're on the range or we're in the equipment trailer that uh, all is forgotten for that period of time that they're there, and uh, hopefully that'll, like I said, it'll spur them on to get more involved in the game and and hopefully be a respite for them. Russ, I want to switch gears just for a moment, and um, I want to talk a little bit about Bernhard Longer because I, I, I got to get your insights because the guy just continues to dominate on the Champions Tour. I mean, he's he's uh, what a few weeks shy of his 62nd birthday, yet he yes, keeps yes. you know you know you think maybe this is going to be the year he slows down, and then he he wins early in the season, and he goes out and shoots 66. On Sunday and wins his fourth senior open championship. Uh, the guys are absolutely incredible. How does he keep doing it? I, I think he's the, the ultimate competitor. I mean, if you, if you really took a hard look at his life, 
you know, he, he grew up in a small town called Anhausen, uh, just about an hour hour west outside of Augsburg, uh, in Germany. And and you know, here here's a guy that's riding a bike six miles through the woods and through the forest to get to a nine hole course to caddy to make ten cents. Uh, you know, to to have him come from that background and that environment. You know, my daughter, as you mentioned, playing junior golf with everything that that these juniors have available to them today with trackmans and and great golf courses and equipment and conditions and and everything that that they get to enjoy. Uh, you, you look at a guy like Bernhard, uh, diminutive in size, and uh, to come all the way where he's come, it, it's really got to be one of the greatest stories in the history of sport. Uh, I, I'm not sure there's been too many success stories that are like this, but he's got the ultimate competitor's heart. Um, I'll tell you a quick story, a funny story. We were we were in Germany many, many years ago, and uh, they were having a, a, a Mercedes championship there that uh, was his tournament, and uh, they took us over to the racetrack in Stuttgart to drive the Mercedes, and we had professional drivers there teaching us and teachers whatnot teaching us how to do you know maneuvers on the racetrack and in driving circumstances and things like that and we spent all day there was maybe a, a dozen players and some caddies and things like that and uh, at the end we got all done and there was four or five six uh, uh, tests that you had to do and, and it was you know had a little competition so we all got to do it and they timed you and they did everything and, and lo and behold Bernhard Bernhard won uh, you know, and they give him this gold tire. It was a big tire and it was all wrapped with gold foil and everything. It had a ribbon around it and everything. And kind of a cool little deal for winning the thing. And, uh, you know, I didn't really think much of it and said, wow, you know, that's really something. Bernhard, he's quite a competitor. And uh, he took the tire and, you know, we put it in the car and we went and played. And we went back to his house after the tournament. And as we were unpacking everything, he asked me if I'd take the tire and put it downstairs down in the basement of his house. So uh, I went down there and I turned the light on and there was about 12 or 13 other gold tires down there. Uh, <laughs> and I, I said, you son of a gun, you no wonder you won the test over there. Uh, uh, he, he, it's about the 13th tire that he'd won. He'd been doing all those things every year that was uh, pretty interesting. But, you know, it, it's kind of a lighthearted story as to what a competitor he is, whether you're playing him at ping pong, whether you're out on a, on a football field playing a little soccer. Uh, uh, no, no matter what it is, uh, he is the ultimate competitor. And, and I tell people all the time, you wouldn't want to get in a fist fight with that guy. He will figure out a way how to beat you. And, uh, uh, he, he is the ultimate competitor. I don't see him slowing down, Chris. People ask me all the time. I think Bernhard's got another two, three, four, five years in him. It wouldn't shock me at all if he was winning when he's 66, 67 years old. Wow. And, and, and Russ, when you were on the bag for him, did he have expectations for you as a caddy? What What did he want from you as his caddy? Well, you know, I was I was a, a little bit of an anomaly for him because he and Pete Coleman, uh, he's got a great caddy now. Terry uh, Terry uh, uh, Holt is out there right now on his bag, and he Terry is a really hard worker, uh, a wonderful young man who's an Englishman and uh, somewhat quiet, uh, but he, he works harder than than really is any caddy out there. Uh, you know, just doing yardages and everything like that. And when I came in, uh, I had a little different personality. I, I love to tell jokes, and I, I love to have a little bit more fun and I'm probably a little bit more lighthearted. Pete Coleman was again the ultimate hard worker and did everything that Bernhard wanted. 
so I filled in in kind of a different position where I, I was his, his secondary coach as well as we were really good buddies. We were good friends, and uh, you know it was a, a, a unique, fresh experience for Bernard to have me on the bag because uh, I was always the one telling jokes and having fun with the other players, and, and that was a little bit different for him. But uh, he's an incredibly uh, demanding guy. I think I saw a stat the other day where just uh, four-tenths of a shot uh, per day would be the difference between almost a million and a half dollars on last year's tour stats. Uh, you know, if, if someone could increase their uh, percentage. So Bernhard used to look on the fact of how could he save a quarter to a half a shot a day? Where, what could we do at the beginning of the week? What could we learn that nobody else learned about you know, a fairway and the way the way a, a, a green, you know, somewhere, something out there that we could learn how to play a hole just that much better than everybody else, or or you know, by by laying up or or by you know, just knowing where you could miss it and where you couldn't miss it. Bernhard's out there looking for a quarter shot a day, and and I think one of the reasons that he does as well as he does right now, while all of them are competitors out there and they all want to win, I think Bernhard goes the extra mile and then some and does just more work and along with Terry right now they work really 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 hard I think they outwork pretty much everybody else out there Russ before I let you go for our wounded veterans that are out there listening to the show tonight and uh, could really benefit from what you're doing their families also listening in how can they get in touch with you and uh, be a part of what you're doing for Caddy for a Cure Oh, it's great. That's uh, awesome. Uh, well, first of all, thank you all for your service. Uh, we really, really sincerely do appreciate it. And uh, we have a great site, caddyforacure.com, and we spell it with a Y, C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com. Just go there and you can learn all about uh, the charities that we support. You can see a bunch of testimonies from people that we've had through the 16 years of our existence. And uh, there's a contact form in there. Simply fill it out uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself, and uh, I'll reach back out to you, and uh, we'll start the process to be able to find a, a place and a player in a week that would work for everybody, and uh, we'll look forward to trying to get you on the bag somewhere uh, and, and get you uh, into the into the Caddy for a Cure family, as we like to say. And, Russ, how can our listeners follow you and uh, Caddy for a Cure, not only uh, on your website but over social media as well? Yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, the CFAC fan page, and then we're on uh, Twitter, obviously, Caddy for a Cure, at Caddy for a Cure, Instagram, at Caddy for a Cure, and uh, we post some uh, inspirational uh, things and information about uh, all the events that we have coming up. We try to stay on top of that, and uh, we love having uh, love having our fans reach out to us and, and talk to us, but, uh, you know... We, we, uh, rather than, than blab and talk all about it, which as you can see, I can do, uh, quite well, uh, those Facebook pages that, uh, go into the other, uh, social media platforms, uh, really tell a great story. The, some of the pictures that we've been able to acquire and, and accomplish through the years, um, really say it all. You know, one picture really does say a thousand words, and, uh, we're just really humbled and honored to be able to be in this position, to be able to have offered it, and the PJ Tour has just been so supportive of what we do over over the years and uh, you know just our hats are off and, and just completely grateful for their support over the last 16 years well Russ I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night and being very generous with that time tonight I always love getting to spend time with you you're so inspirational and the great things that you guys 
continue to do there at Caddy for a Cure is, is just absolutely unbelievable for the impact you've had and uh, continue to have on our wounded service members. And uh, boy, that story was just absolutely, as you said, chilling to hear, but also very gratifying to hear, to think uh, of the wonderful impacting you're having on people's lives. So thank you for coming on and sharing those stories again tonight. It is 100% our pleasure. Anytime we get the chance to tell the story about uh, Fanconi anemia and uh, the wounded service members and, and the brave men and women that do so much for us, uh, it's our it's our complete honor. I'll do it any time, night or day. And uh, Chris, always a pleasure to be with you. You're doing a great job on this show. I listen to it all the time and just I can't wait for the next show when I'm not on it, so I'll listen to the whole thing. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Russ. I appreciate that very much and uh, look forward to having you back on the show again soon. All the best to you, Kayla, and the rest of your family. It's uh, it's, a, it's a, an extreme pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. See you, Russ. That is Russ Holden. And uh, again, Caddy for a Cure, C-A-D-D-Y. F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E is, uh, is the name of the organization. Go online, caddyforacure.com, and check out uh, the wonderful opportunities. And he mentioned the players that, uh, that they've had. And, boy, they, they get the best players on tour uh, to come out and, and, uh, and be a part of the program because it's, it's, A, a wonderful cause, right? B, it's, a, it's an enjoyment for them to give back as well. Again, Ricky Fowler, Zach Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Thomas, Billy Horschel, he talked about, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth and some of the others that they've had on as well. So uh, you're going to, when you go out there and you bid to be a caddy for a day for them, you're going to be with the greatest players in the game of golf. Brooks Kepka, you mentioned as well. So do yourself a favor, do a service member a favor, go out there and take a look at their site, see who, who they've got and what events they've got coming up and go bid and be a part of uh, a wonderful cause doing great things. Saved a service member's life. How rewarding is that? How great a story is that? Boy, I, I you know, warms my heart just hearing about it, let alone uh, what, uh, what Russ has done. All right, folks, it's time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks go out again to Jason Hayes, Shane LeBaron, and Russ Holden for joining me. Please check out our website, nextonthetea.net. Keep uh, track of who our guest schedule is and and when they'll be joining me. Please also check out the show. We're available on so many podcasting sites and great partners like Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Player.fm, a wonderful newer site, LaunchpadDM.com, also supporting us. And uh, please go out on, if you, if you can, you know, go to that site, hit the subscribe button for us. We'd really appreciate that very much. Please give me your thoughts. Check us out on our Facebook page, Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. You can you know, share a comment. You know, if you got a question for one of our future guests or someone who's already been on the show, we'll be glad to get that question answered for you. Again, you can check out uh, our complete guest schedule by going on our website nextonthetea.net. Folks, I can't thank you enough for continuing to make us a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about